The reading or the message for today is based off of the story of St. Stephen, which is found in Acts chapters 6 and 7. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth, this Jesus of Nazareth, will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised and hardened ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, you who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast out him from the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of the young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this Christmas. Amen. The Grateful Dead once sang a song that went like this. St. Stephen, with a rose, in and out of the garden he goes. Country garland in the wind and the rain, wherever he goes, the people all complain. St. Stephen isn't talked much about or thought much about these days, probably because his feast day always comes the day after Christmas, and only in years like this year does his feast day fall on a Sunday. And ever since the 2000s, uh, people really haven't cared much for, uh, you know, coming regardless. And so the body of Christ maybe isn't for everyone. And none other than St. Stephen lets us know that for sure through the events of his life. Though because of this song by the Grateful Dead, I do know that poor old St. Stephen was sung about beginning at the song's first performance at Woodstock 69 with its last performance on Halloween 1983 
in Marin County, California. But why did the band stop playing the song? I mean, they, they performed into the mid-90s, and uh, even without their lead singer, they're still performing today as Dead and Company. Were they concerned that it was maybe too psychedelic and that the sound would follow them into a new generation of fans and they were trying to get rid of that fan group? No. Were they concerned it was too weird, the lyrics too confusing? Probably not. There's weirder. The real reason was too normal, too normal for us. It was also too lame, the reason. Playing St. Stephen every night was too hard. The song was too hard to play. They didn't want to have to practice it. They wanted to just focus on jamming. And so they never played it again. St. Stephen is one of my favorites. First the song, then the saint. He's in many ways the pinnacle of what the Christian pastor wants to be, even though he was only a deacon. He's young, he's zealous, he's one smart cookie, he's full of the Holy Spirit, and the enemies of Christ hate what he has to say. What does he have to say? A common message to us all. Stop being stubborn. Repent. Stop saying you're religious, but not acting like it. Stop resisting the work and the will of the Holy Spirit. Your sin has killed Jesus Christ, the righteous one. But if you repent and trust in him and follow him, you will be forgiven. And Jesus will give you everlasting life on the last day. But they rejected this message as they rejected Jesus. Wherever he goes, the people all complain. They lied about Jesus. They lied about Stephen. They found false witnesses to spread those lies as they did with Jesus and then did with Stephen. They even killed Stephen outside the city of Jerusalem, just like Jesus. But before he died, Jesus granted Stephen the blessing of letting him see his Savior with his own eyes something many Christians haven't been able to do. He saw where he wanted to go, where his faith was set on going, what he was dying for. But the people refused even to hear of this. The text literally says that they plugged their ears and they rushed at him. My dad often says, uh, shove wet paper towels in their ears. I guess that's what you could do at a concert back in the day. But a strong faith enabled Stephen to follow Jesus and his faithful death, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. As uh, Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And even, Lord, do not hold this sin against them, even though they lied about me refused to hear your word in my preaching and teaching and tried to foil your will and the work of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus said on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He was faithful to the good news, Stephen was. 
He was faithful to delivering the forgiveness of sins through preaching and teaching. And Jesus Christ, he also was faithful to, to the end, as he calls us all to. And he will be raised up on the last day, just as you will be too, if you have faith and believe in Jesus. When Jesus returns or you go to be with him, do you want to be the one in the large crowd trying to stop the Holy Spirit's work in his ministry of the word of in your church community? Or do you want to be a part of the faithful few who are faithful to the very end? That seems to be what the author Luke is trying to pose in your heart as you hear this reading. It's a question to every Christian man or woman And they must answer this in their heart as they return for Christ's return on their or at their own death. Well, Stephen, faithful deacon of the church, was just as devout as Simeon and even Anna, two other favorites of mine that we heard about in the gospel. Simeon wanted and waited to see the Christ. And the Spirit revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Christ. Quite remarkable. To behold the Christ with his own eyes, to touch him, to hold him in his own hands. And we get to hear today about the day that that happened. Simeon held the infant Jesus in his hands in the temple. And he got to give thanks to God with the words that we use each Sunday after communion. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared. No, it doesn't mean communion's over so we get to go home. That's not what depart in peace means. What it means is you, like Simeon, You have literally seen Jesus and held him in your hands in communion. The Savior you've waited for, this is enough. You can die now. You will be given eternal life and be resurrected with Christ on the last day. Here it is. But how? How can a man give another person eternal life, forgive sins, or raise from the dead? Well, Simeon gives Mary a bitter prophecy. And it kind of makes your skin crawl when you hear it. He says, your child is set apart for the fall and rising of, of many in Israel. He's going to save many people, and many people will be sifted away by him. He's a stumbling block. And he's going to do something big very soon. A sign that will be opposed. Think St. Stephen being rejected like Jesus was. And finally, a sword will pierce through your heart, Mary. Will pierce through your own soul. Your son is going to be Perfect, But evil people, the world, are going to hate him. What he has to say, what he's going to do for all people. And for that, 
your perfect little boy will be lied about, slandered, and put to suffering death on a cross for your sins and the sins of all people. It's going to break your heart, Mary, and the hearts of all Christians who meditate and pray on his death will also be struck to the soul. The Christian life is all about coming to terms with how even our own sin leaves us condemned. Yet faith and trust in Christ and his sacrifice always forgives and always gives life. Not only those things, but joy also. The joy of Christmas. The joy of Christmas, with this being the first week, the first Sunday after Christmas of the Christmas season, is that God became flesh for us to be our Savior. It's that simple. And through becoming flesh like that, he enlivens us to be like the blessed woman Anna, to be like the regenerate Stephen or holy Simeon. Specifically, Anna, who responded to Jesus' presence in that temple with prayer and fasting day and night. She gave thanks to God. She spoke with all who she could meet about the miracle of Christ's presence in our midst. He's here. He's alive. And he will save us from our sin. And so... I return to the song for my ending in bittersweet joy. St. Stephen will remain. All he's lost, he shall regain. That's how the song ends. Stephen's martyrdom was not in vain. He lived. He preached. He suffered. He died in witness to Jesus Christ, just like Jesus Christ. What more could you ask of life than to imitate Jesus? Blessed are those who die in the Lord. We ourselves, we look to his zealous faith. We look to Simeon and Anna's patience and long suffering, and we prepare ourselves to follow in their footsteps, should it be asked of us. We study the word to be filled with wisdom like Stephen was. We take to heart that word. We receive the sacraments to be filled with the Holy Spirit like Stephen was. And that Holy Spirit will guide us to our goal. The beautiful presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him there is no darkness at all. Amen.